friends <clears throat> let me know if you're there in the comments uh obviously i should start by addressing the fact that i missed two weeks and so now viewership is going to be at an all-time low but that's okay sometimes you just got to build it back up you know you got to build back better they say anyway guys yeah just really busy at um at home and work and just it was rough man it's just been a rough couple weeks we're trying to i'm basically trying to work as many hours as physically possible before the baby gets here yeah <laughs> only hinshaw is allowed to miss two weeks yeah <laughs> um so obviously just trying to work as many hours as possible before our baby gets here because he is on his way uh, it is happening soon, and um, with my new career endeavor, uh, I don't, I don't make vacation time. I only make what I make when I'm there, and that's okay. We're just accepting life for what it is. So I have a lot of stuff to cover. Obviously, if you're reading the title, uh, you know that we're going to be talking about gorillas and monkeys, and maybe some other people. Maybe some other things. I don't know. Anyway, guys. Uh, I mean, I have I have endless topics. Guys, if you want, you can support me on alternate media outlets. Social media outlets. Instagram is bro, here's the thing. Twitter is at Devastator48. Please go check it out. That's all. That's all you need to do. Why are you... Not going and following me on Twitter. Is it because I don't actually post on Twitter at all? That could be it. Although, thankfully, a lady did watch my live stream about The Chosen on Twitter and was very, very happy with the information that she got. Now, speaking of The Chosen really quickly, I don't have too much to update you on, but... It is on a Mormon streaming service. Now, it is advertised. Come check out all your favorite LDS content. That's Latter-day Saints content. And it has a picture of Jesus from The Chosen, front and center, as one of the things you can watch. Now, that being said, before we just jump on them and destroy them... now. Obviously, I think the connections to uh, Mormonism are legitimate, and it is a deep concern, but there is plenty of other content on that streaming service that has no Mormon influence, as far as I know, like the original Left Behind movies with Kirk Hammer, and I saw them on there, and so that being said, I couldn't just outright come out 
<clears throat> with guns ablazing today and and attack it because there are too many other things that are on this Mormon streaming service um, that you know aren't actually influenced by Mormonism. So it's not an immediate condemnation that you're on this streaming service. Um, oh, look at this. We the Free is asking, where do you prefer we watch from? Honestly, I don't care. I just, I just feel like, you know, you can just go follow me at the other things because, I don't know, it's like an ego thing, I guess, to have as many numbers as possible. I don't know, you know. <laughs> at least I'm honest, you know. Anyway, guys, please comment, like, and share. Anyway, we're going to move on really quick. So, something really interesting happened at the Calgary Zoo recently. I don't know if you guys saw this, but um, a Calgary Zoo gorilla was diagnosed with serious liver cancer. So let's read the the whole thing because it's short. Kamani is pictured. Oh, here we go. Aww. Kamani is pictured with her mother, Koji. Kyoja on her first birthday at the Calgary Zoo Wilder Institute on Thursday, March 9th, 2017. Aww. So, the Calgary Zoo and Wilder Institute say that six-year-old gorilla Kamani has been diagnosed with a serious form of pediatric liver cancer that may be untreatable. Um, I feel sad for this gorilla. After noticing the western lowland gorilla was acting differently than usual, usual, the zoo's veterinary team performed a complete physical exam, including blood work, radiographs, and ultrasound. She was also taken to western veterinary specialists for a CT scan of her abdomen and chest. Now, I would just like to point out the fact that when it comes to vets, you pay. It's like private health care. And... Um, You'll notice that this gorilla got a CT scan basically immediately, uh, whereas you in Canada probably wouldn't. You would be left to have it spread through your body, and you would be you would have no chance of surviving by the time you got your CT scan. That's just my criticism. Maybe it's not entirely true all the time, but uh, this gorilla gets better treatment than you because someone's paying for it up front with cash money right so anyway i don't know if you guys can hear the kids running around like savages upstairs but uh which you usually can't so that's cool um but they are going nuts up there uh, anyway the zoo says online, the vet team also consulted with radiology and human liver specialists to determine that Kamani has a liver cancer that has spread to her entire liver, lungs, and the support tissue for her heart, esophagus, and blood vessels. We're working closely with human veterinary liver and cancer specialists to determine if there are any treatments available to help dear Kamani, says the zoo. We also have consulted with the gorilla SSP veterinarians in their advice on her unique case. And they've not seen liver cancer in a young gorilla of this age. They've never seen it. The gorilla specialists have never seen cancer in this gorilla. Now, 
What do you think is interesting about this gorilla? What do you think? Is it possible that something is extremely different about maybe something that happened to this gorilla's blood a few months ago? Is that possible? Well, it is. And you're going to see. You're going to see right now. It's right here. And we're going to close that article and move on to our next one. Check it. <clears throat> From the Wilder Institute. Calgary. CTV News. This is from... Where is the date on this? Oh, no. This is from April 7th, 2022. Tigers and gorillas among first animals V-worded against COVID-19 at Calgary Zoo. Vaccinations are now underway on animals at the Wilder Institute slash Calgary Zoo. <sighs> slash Calgary Zoo, excuse me. Zoo staff have been wearing PPE while while around all species since the start of the pandemic, and visitors have been moved back from exhibits and habitats. And now, thanks to a, don a donation from Zoetis, I don't know what that is, Calgary is one of five facilities accredited by the Association of Zoos and Aquariums receiving COVID-19 V-word shipments to protect animals against the virus. Zoo officials began vaccinating animals on April 5th, starting with Western Lowland Gorillas, Dossie, and Kamani, Snow Leopard Leica, Amur Tigers, Samka and Sarma, Bactrian Camel Ollie, and some of the lemurs. Uh, and look at look at what's ha look at what happened. Look at how many shots these animals got. A total of sixty six animals will be vaccinated three times with a refresher vaccine in a year. The zoo said in release, all the animals that will be vaccinated. <sighs> were selected based on a risk-benefit analysis by the zoo's ACHW team. So, Kamani... Kamani is one of two gorillas at the Calgary Zoo that received a COVID-19 stab. Now, we'll never know for sure because no one will ever blame it on that. But I would say that it is interesting that this gorilla uh, got a t cancer um, that is leaving specialists completely confused. And they don't know why this gorilla got it. Anna, in the comments, is asking me how I'm doing. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you for commenting. I really appreciate it. Um, so anyway, uh, I just thought I would sh demonstrate or bring that to your attention. You can look this up yourself. Now, out of all the animals that have gotten shot, she's the only one that is severely ill from it or allegedly ill from it. In my opinion, we'll say she's the only one that has cancer that is extremely rare out of all those animals but that being said one in 66 is not really great numbers if it were caused by that let's be serious so anyway moving on now guys 
I know you've heard about the new pandemic. Thankfully, they can't actually start a new pandemic because people are so wildly scared of um, the old pandemic that uh, they can't... um... Sorry, I'm now searching for it. Um, I'm searching for her Twitter account because I wasn't going to bring this up, but I feel like I have to. Um, oh my goodness. Yeah, so she's posting about all the intercourse stuff. Um, which is really, really gross. Sorry, I'm just scrolling through her Twitter right now. It is nasty. Um, where is it? Is this the one? Yeah, so basically, I went to Dina Hinshaw's. Um, I went to Dina Hinshaw's Twitter account the other day, and basically, what's going on there is that people are still so scared of the last pandemic that they are bullying um, them into dealing with COVID, not monkeypox. But that being said, Um, I just want to show this because it's nuts, but I have to find it. And I'm very sorry. This wasn't the plan. So let's see. Oh no, that's eight of eight. People are accusing her of being homophobic. It's, it's wild. It's a wild ride, man. Yeah. So, um, I'm just going to share this now real quick because it's fun. So. We are now on Dina Hinshaw's Twitter. She says, I would like to provide an update on monkeypox in Alberta. Blah, 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 blah. They're monitoring cases. Blah, blah, blah. Basically, it's caused by intercourse. uh, But if you're paying attention, you know what kind of intercourse it's caused by. And it's pretty gross. Um, But we're not going to get into it too much. Oh, what is going on here? No, I want, no, I want this. I want this. I want this. <clears throat> oh my goodness, man. So, I'm just trying to find, I, man, I should have, oh, here we go. Show more replies, that's what we're looking for. So, um, so this guy's trolling her. Nah, just use a mask and hand sanitizer. You should be safe for any number of infectious diseases. Um, uh, oh my goodness. Uh, given how well the AB government handled COVID, I'm sure it will just be fine. So people are on both sides. Uh, if you can identify... Nah, that one's boring. This is boring content. I'm sorry. I do want to find something. I feel like we've heard this somewhere before. Some people are teasing her. Oh, yeah, here we go. This is a good one. What is happening with COVID? How many people were killed by that highly communicable virus? Hasn't just disappeared. What are hospitalizations and deaths at? See, like, people aren't letting them get away with it because they're still so brainwashed um, that, that they can't give us another pandemic yet because people are literally going to bully them into doing more COVID stuff, or at least they're trying to. Uh, There are 
many of us there why it's a virus. They happen, move on. Look, here's a good one. Hospitals and doctors were very concerned about overwhelmed staff and capacity. COVID-19 is still a huge concern for hospitals, doctors, and nurses. Will CMOH Alberta, that's her, and Jason Copping be addressing COVID-19 issues? Is this now UCP new normal in Alberta and attitude is just live with it? Yes, that is literally the attitude that we've been waiting for. I mean, at least I have. Um, there was one calling her homophobic, which I thought was really funny. Um, anyway, whatever. Oh, yeah, this one's good. When will Albertans under 70 be able to get a fourth shot for COVID? Do something useful. Jeez. Like, these people, man. Oh, oh! look at this. It's time to broaden the scope of boosters for those close to 70, but not quite there yet. Past six months in waiting. R, factor in Calgary, approaching 1.2. Oh, R factor, sorry. I agree. What is the holdup? I'm looking at five months in the rearview mirror for some time now. They want it every three months, these people. They want it every couple months for the rest of their lives, I guess. And look at it. Here's this guy. LOL, just casually blaming the gay community during Pride Pride Month? What a joke. Like, she literally just said it's spread by sex, right? She didn't say anything about homosexuality. Um, so, But he's the one that's saying it. So he knows that there's something related to that. But he he's the one that pointed it out, just as a thought. Anyway, you get it. She's a terrible person. Blah, blah, blah. Anyway, moving on, because this is terrible content. Uh, oh, look at this. Anna says, in our zoo in Toronto, animals had choice if they wanted to get it. If they came to fence, they were volunteering to get it. <laughs> yeah, and they probably had a handful of snacks. All right, on to the next painful, painful, painful article. Um, this is the scam. Now, I don't know if you guys have seen this, but... You'll notice how carefully worded this article is. Hundreds of Montrealers seek vaccine protecting against monkeypox. Okay. So they're not saying it's a monkeypox vaccine, but they are saying that it's, they're implying that it will protect you from it. That's right, my friends. The smallpox shot is back. Emil Briones is breathing a sigh of relief after receiving their first dose of the smallpox vaccine, now being offered to help protect Montrealers against the monkeypox virus. So I just want to point something out really careful to you, or really subtle to you. So here's Lawrence Clifford Reddy in the photo here, and he's he's very excited. But listen to this sentence again. Emil Briones, or Briones, I don't know, I'm sorry for pronouncing your name wrong, is breathing a sigh of relief after their first dose of the smallpox vaccine. So that is gender neutral, gender neutral language right in the article. Not his, not her, it's their. And when you're reading it, yes. Yes, you're still reading it plurally, and it's confusing and stupid. So just as a side note that I just noticed, you have gender-neutral language in this article. Anyway, this person is excited about the smallpox vaccine. 
that is being offered to protect Montrealers against monkeypox. They are one of more. They, he, or, oh, oh, here you go. Oh, so Dina Hinshaw is not the only homophobe. Look at this. It's the people opening up this clinic. Look, where is it? He or she are one of more than 800 Montrealers so far who have lined up at the clinic in the heart of the gay village that's been offering the vaccine since May 27th. So why is the clinic in the heart of gay village? Why? Is it? What are they implying by putting the clinic there? What do you think? Can you tell me? Do you want do you want to know? Do you want to know? It's because monkeypox is transmitted and is most transferred through the things that homosexuals do to each other. Uh that's why. That's that's why it's there. So that's that's really interesting. Anyway, I'm really happy to have access to this today. They said Wednesday, standing in line at the clinic just around the corner from Emily Gamelin Square. I saw the post about the clinic on Facebook and, you know, just reading up on articles about the outbreaks that are happening. And it's pretty scary. Total of 90 cases of the virus have been reported in Quebec. Two dates since the first case was reported in Montreal on May 12th. Most of them, 86, have been reported in the Montreal area. Now, oh, here it is, right in the article. Thank you. The homophobes at CBC are telling you what's up. The vast majority of cases in the province are among adult men who have had sexual relations with men according to provincial and municipal officials. So that's pretty interesting. They're they're openly admitting. I think I'm going to turn that into a Facebook post in of itself, and that's going to be pretty fun. Um, oh yeah, yeah, I'm making that into a Facebook post. It's It's going to be awesome. Happy Pride Month, everybody. Happy Pride Month. Merry Christmas. All that stuff. <sighs> like into a milder form of smallpox, monkeypox is a rare viral illness that typically begins with symptoms such as fever, fever, headache, backache, and fatigue. So, listen! It's milder than smallpox. Similar to symptoms of COVID-19 or the flu. The most noticeable symptom is a rash or lesions on the skin. Oh my goodness, man. Oh, you can't make this stuff up. So guys, um, oh, is there, uh, is there echoing again? Echoing has been happening lots in the live videos. Uh, it would have been cool if someone told me that earlier because, oh, because, uh, then I could have probably fixed it, but now, now it's way too late to do that. Um, I'm not sure what I did to fix it last time. So that sucks. I really hope that, uh, it's not that bad. 
Um, maybe you could comment and let me know. Anyway, I have to carry on now. Oh, that sucks. That sucks. Oh, okay. It's been fine for me. Thank you. Thank you. I hope that it is fine. All right. I don't want to get too distracted. JJ, if it's echoing, I'm really sorry, man. I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what to tell you. Anyway, moving on from that, you get it. It's transmitted among the gay community. That's literally what everyone's saying, and that's all there is to it. Um, but also, uh, monkeypox spreading through humans, and it's kind of similar to shingles. It has a shingles-like lesion. It's really weird because uh, for a while there, people were getting shingles from allegedly from the COVID shot. So it is weird. That all of a sudden, these shingles-like lesions would be appearing on people, but it would also have nothing to do with the COVID-19 shot. It would be this entirely different thing called monkeypox. That's really interesting. Anyway, oh man, we got a lot. It's uh, it's uh, we got a lot to cover here. All right, let's do this one, man. Okay. This is just another video explaining it. Yeah, so in terms of the vaccine, this is a third generation smallpox vaccine, live attenuated, not able to replicate, um, that has been studied. In so here's the scam, guys. Um, there's going to now be a smallpox uh, outbreak, I think. I think get ready for smallpox to start spreading. And, um, you, you heard it here first, maybe, maybe you didn't, maybe you're already thinking about it, but yeah, no, I'm calling that there will be a smallpox vaccine or a smallpox outbreak. And then people will be like, huh, I got a monkeypox vaccine. I should go get a smallpox vaccine, even though they're getting the smallpox vaccine right now. And of course it's live attenuated and incapable of replicating or whatever so you know it's not going to hurt anybody or some garbage but it is anyway let's listen approved by health canada and the fda in 2020 for the prevention of smallpox and other arthropox viruses including monkeypox we have um, data on safety on uh, over 13,000 doses, 7,000 7, patients that were enrolled in studies. I will say, though, that on its face, being presented, it already sounds like it has better data, I'm guessing, than the COVID shots do, uh, even though that would never, though, I would still never, ever, ever take it, anything that the government is offering to me like this. What we know is that um, the vaccine is able to prevent smallpox is able to prevent in animal models um, monkeypox and is also able to prevent monkeypox in animal models when given after a lethal dose of virus was administered to the prairie dog. So we have various um, data that supported this authorization of the vaccine. And so <sighs> what the Quebec Immunization Committee did was just a this is painful. But anyway, um, yeah, they tested it on prairie dogs. That's good. I'm glad it worked on small fur furry animals. I'm, I'm glad that they got good data. So, guys, I want to switch topics to 
something that happened the other day. Uh, Joe Biden, the president of the United States of America, appeared on Jimmy Kimmel. And um, they had a conversation that was not staged or pre-planned at all. Uh, and we're going to listen to some of that. Um, I'm super excited about it. We're going to skip ahead, though. Um, now, Joe Biden just got announced, and he's coming out. It's not get a. Let's not get a copyright issue. Good to be here, man. I um. Yeah, you know. Got my wife coming. You're, you're wonderful. The wonderful first lady. All right, we're gonna here. skip ahead a little. <laughs> He's still being crazy. I don't want you know. I really ask serious questions. Yeah, right. <laughs> I jumped ahead. Set them at all? Do you mind if I ask you some serious questions? Because this is Not um, unfortunately. Not I never mind having a conversation with someone really smart. Well, uh, Guillermo, maybe you need to take over. <laughs> <laughs> We, uh, we were here in September of 2019, and one of the things we talked about at length was gun violence. And you said that we need to do something about this gun violence, particularly when it comes to our schools. Hold on. And here we are. Here we are, faced with another school shooting where a poor teenager who's 18 years old got several thousand dollars of body armor and guns. Uh, and walked into a school without any opposition from police that were already chasing him, but it is legal gun owners' faults. A couple years later, we're halfway through this year already, there have been, what, 27 shootings at schools? I guess, I mean, just to get into it, why haven't we done anything about this? Well, I think uh, a lot of it's intimidation uh, by the NRA. And uh, Look, this is not your father's Republican Party. Yes, the NRA is just out there punishing punishing people and intimidating them. That's what they do. That's what Don't you know the NRA just goes around they just go around intimidating people all day. That's all they do. Also what he just said about um the Republican Party, it's not your father's Republican Party. Now he's about to say that like this is a far right mega mega group. He said ultra mega the other day, which was pretty awesome. But um, I would still say that, at least as your father, so I believe that the Republican Party would have been much more conservative um, when Jimmy Kimmel's dad was young I'm, than it is now, currently. It would still be more conservative uh, than it is now. But of course, you have to paint them as a far-right extremist party, and I, Joe Biden, he's always been a liar, but now he's senile, so it's, who who knows what's going on up there? Party, this is a, a MAGA party. It's a very different, a, a very different Republican party, and uh, and so you find people who uh, are worried. I believe that if they vote for rational gun policy, they're going to be primaried, and they're going to they're going to lose in a hard right Republican primary. Is that? I would love to know what the rational gun policy is. I haven't actually been paying attention to what these people are trying to say, but I'm sure it's not rational and it's not coherent and it's nonsense. Your take when you speak to these guys and women behind the scenes that they are, is there any honesty? Do they acknowledge that they would like to do something? Well, I think many of them do. Uh, you know, I get in trouble for saying this, but uh, 
I get on, uh, we have very different views on a lot of things, but I, uh, I've always had a straight relationship with, uh, with the majority, with the Republican leader, Mitch McConnell. You know, he's a guy. I'm sure he does. Guy that when he says something, he means it. I disagree with a lot of what he says, but he means it. There are a number of. Like when well, he said, we can't confirm a Supreme Court justice with a year left. That's and right. then said well, the opposite. Well, well, <laughs> well, no, what he did, I mean, look, he's a. All right, you have Jimmy Kimmel trying to throw shade at Mitch McConnell, and Joe Biden is seemingly defending him slightly. I mean, I. Is any of it real? Is any of it really real at all? I, I, is there any point in even watching this? Yeah, no, there is, because it's entertaining. It's okay. He's a leader of, of a party that's moved very hard right. And so oh. in order to get anything done, he, uh, he has a different problem than he did. People that want their rights and freedoms protected is hard right extremism to this person. Early on, before Trump became president. It seems like maybe the party has moved hard right, but I don't know that the people have moved they hard have. right. They because have. people overwhelmingly believe we should have serious background checks. The they overwhelmingly So, this is a lie. Um, there are background checks in the U.S. There is no gun show loophole. None of these things are real. He, they are lying. Um, the reason that people would support background checks is because everyone believes that I built, there might be one state left that doesn't have background checks. And I don't even know if that's true, but the point is, is that he's making the argument that there aren't background checks still in 2022. People have been showing this, that this is not true for years. Steven Crowder went to gun shows and tried to buy guns in cash and take them immediately in the U.S. And he couldn't because they still need to do a criminal background check on him. They're liars. And everyone cheers like an idiot, but they probably have a applause sign anyway. Look, Jimmy, you may remember the last time we did something serious about guns was when I passed the assault oh weapons ban. Goodness. I was the guy that sponsored that. I highly doubt that this is even true anyway. I don't, I don't know, but wow. That got it passed, limiting the number of bullets that could be in a magazine, whole background checks, a whole range of things. And we passed. And violent crime and gun crime dropped off. But it... So they lowered bullets in uh, law-abiding citizens' guns and then gun crime went down. That's, that's his argument. Well, I can only get it passed for 10 years. It had to be reauthorized. And when the first Bush administration came along, they didn't reauthorize it. We didn't have the votes. And so what happened was, all of a sudden, it came back. You could own assault weapons again. And guess what? Crime went up significantly. There's never a point in the U.S. history where you can't where you couldn't own assault rifles. Now, obviously, 
the term assault rifle is fake. It doesn't mean anything. Um, assault rifle sounds scary because you're assaulting things with it. But, um, you know, this Yeti cup, is, it's, it's really heavy and durable. And, you know, if it was empty and I smashed someone on the head with it, it would be an assault Yeti Rambler. Um, but right now it's just a normal Rambler. So what's the difference between an assault Rambler and a Yeti Rambler? Well, actually what I would have to do is have a pistol grip lump on it, like pistol grip grooves on it and paint it black. And then it's an assault Yeti Rambler, right? And right now it's eggshell, harmless. But if it's black with pistol grips, it's now an assault rambler. Um, anyway, I wanted to jump from there to here. Hey, it's Laura. What's up? I am so sorry that I have been gone for like two weeks. Also, I really want to have this lady, Laura, my friend in Saskatchewan. Um, I really want to have her on to talk about charismatic stuff. Uh, I think it'd be really awesome. But also, Laura. Okay. Oh. I have a friend. Um, who has just been sent to Steve Flippin's church. So I assume that's still the church you're going there. Um, they went one time so far. Uh, I believe it's a daughter and uh, her parents. She would be in her late 20s. And she is uh, muscular. Anyway, if you see her. You could go say hi to her and say that Devin told you to introduce yourself. That would be very helpful for me because um, she is dating my friend here in Edmonton. And that's really interesting. Um, <clears throat> so anyway, uh, I'm going to jump over to what happened in Canada. What is it? Two weeks ago or a week ago? It's been such a long time. that I can't remember. Where's the date on this thing? Today's a little bit, uh, a little bit disheveled for me. Where, where's the date? What's the date here? What's wrong with me? How come I can't find the date? Info? No. Anyway, we're going to just listen to it. Uh, oh, there. Oh, that's why. Dumb. Oh, dumb. No, it's still not there. How do how does it not have the date? Anyway, whatever. Ooh, description. Anyway, um Justin Trudeau announced a freeze on handgun sales in Canada. Uh, which is pretty horrifying. And you'll notice how smug he looks. We're introducing legislation. To this guy. To oh, it's hard to listen to. A national freeze on handgun ownership. What this means is that it will no longer be possible to buy, sell, transfer, or import handguns. So, keep that in mind, though. Buy, sell, import, or transfer handguns. They're going to put a freeze on that, right? Um, they're going to stop you dead in your tracks from buying or selling any more guns, right? So now... 
You got to put it all together with me when we listen to this. Anywhere in Canada. Look, tougher gun laws, safer communities. Because criminals care about any of this stuff. We've said it a thousand times. Obviously, they don't. In other words, we're capping the market for handguns. Oh, look at his smug face. Anyway, um, they're capping the market for handguns in Canada. And so that's really scary because obviously um, a government that is trying to take uh, concealable weapons out of the hands of, um, of its law-abiding citizens, it means that um, they're probably going to do something to the law-abiding citizens where the law-abiding citizens would want to conceal firearms uh, if they had to, right? That's, that's, that's what's happening here. Justin Trudeau is slowly but surely grinding down and setting the stage to do something most likely horrendous. That's what I think, pretty much. Um, now you're going to now listen to this next section though. This is what's really important because, uh, it, he sounds like, okay. And we're also doing these other things, uh, that are going to crack down on criminals. We're also fighting gun smuggling and trafficking by increasing maximum criminal penalties and providing more tools for law enforcement to investigate firearm crimes. So think about what the first law is. What did he say? He said, I'm banning handguns, the sale, the transfer, the selling of them, the importing of them. I'm going to make that all legal. So here's the thing. Look at, look at the, this next law. He's not talking about cracking down on current criminals. He's talking about these laws that they're making stricter or more strict are going to affect the people that once... Selling a gun becomes illegal if they try to get rid of their gun. They try to transfer it to someone else. They're going to be penalized harder than they would have been. That's what he's doing. So, I'm making this practice illegal, but also I'm going to get heavier on crime. But I just created the crime by making all these people criminals. That's... That's literally what he did. So let's hear what he has to say. And will require the permanent alteration of long gun magazines so they can never hold more than five rounds. These are actions that doctors... Hold on, what? Hold on a second. ...more than five of long gun magazines and will require the permanent alteration of long gun magazines so they can never hold more than five rounds. These are actions that... Doctors. Okay, so so they're going to make it so that uh, you can't um, just have a screwed-off magazine uh, that's pinned off, sorry, um, where you could then add more bullets. So, again, um, just stopping law-abiding citizens from being able to carry many bullets... In a magazine. That's what that's what they're doing. So they moved from five uh, five rounds in, in a in a in a rifle, um, and then 
the law used to be worded in such a way that if it was a magazine that was manufactured for that gun, but you could buy magazines that were manufactured for other guns and they would hold more rounds and that was legal still. Then they got rid of that loophole, I'm putting air quotes around it, and they moved it to five rounds total, but you could still have uh, magazines for looks that are pinned off um, at five rounds. Now he's saying that they will no longer even be allowed to have magazines that carry more than five rounds, which obviously he wants to get rid of guns or get rid of handguns and make it so that you can only carry five rounds. Now, why, why can't, why can't uh, he just come out with another law in a year and make it three, three rounds? That's it. Why wouldn't he? And then after that, it's just single shot magazines in your semi-automatic rifle. You're going to have to have one shot and then put another bullet in and then one shot and then put another bullet in over and over again. He's getting, that's what they're doing. They're grinding us down so that we can't defend ourselves because this guy right here, he desires to use the military on his own people. He desires to use the police on his own people because he is a tyrant and it is becoming increasingly more clear what a tyrant he is. Experts and chiefs of police have been calling for for years. Also, he said doctors and experts and the chief and chiefs of police. Well, there's a bunch of doctors, that, doctors of what? Gunology. Like, what is this guy? What is he talking about? Doctors. And it's like doctors in the ER room that are seeing people shot 10 times. You've, these laws will not stop these people from being able to shoot 10 bullets, right? We know that. Everyone knows that. He knows that. But he's not worried about criminals. He's worried about making good people, honest people, criminals. That's what he's worried about. And we're acting on their advice. We need less gun violence. We cannot let the guns debate become so polarized that nothing gets done. We cannot let that happen in our country. Yeah, and so you've got um, Rhonda here saying he's a narcissist. He's lowered penalties for gun crimes and criminals. He wants to unarm legal law-abiding citizens so he can't fight back. I agree. I I completely agree, Rhonda. Um, so let's go back to Joe and see if he's got any more words of wisdom for us. Three times. I mean, so there is a direct correlation between the kinds of weapons that can be had. Look, I... Hey, correlation doesn't equal causation, Joe. Does it? I met with every single family member of all those kids who were killed and the teachers killed out in, in, in down in Uvalde, Texas. He had to really, you could see the struggle on his face as he was getting that name out. And um, they stayed with me for almost four hours, over 200 of them, meaning family and extended family. And the stories they told and the pain you could see on their faces, it just made you... Was it the pain of the mother who was held down by police, who tried to go in and rescue her children, and the police literally stopped her from doing that? Is that was that a painful experience? 
What about the pain of seeing police standing outside of a school and not going in and shooting an 18-year-old punk kid uh, when they should have done exactly that? Waiting there as he murdered children in a sadistic manner. Was that, that's pretty painful. I mean, it, it, it just, it leaves such a... Shouldn't we demand that every senator in the United States sit with those families? Well, the answer is... You gotta, you gotta pound that desk, man. You gotta pound the desk and you gotta make it, make it clear, you know? You gotta make it clear that you care and that you listen and that you love and that you hate gun violence and that if guns had more penalties on them, this kid wouldn't have gotten $8,000 of guns and body armor. I think we, we, we should make the demand. Here's what has to happen. All of you folks, and I hope, for, and I'm not being facetious when I say this, hope the Republicans here as well. You got to make sure that this becomes a voting issue. It's got to be one of those issues where you decide your position on the issue of senator or candidate for House or Senate on what we're going to do in this with assault weapons and how have to have, maybe they'll have 300 rounds in a magazine. And mag- I mean, what you say on those things is going to determine how I'm going to vote for you. It should be one of those issues. You're right. It is our fault that people in the House and Congress can take responsibility for it, but it is our fault because we need to stop this. We need to do it. Well, we did last time, as I said, and it, and it expired in 2004. Can't and, you issue and, an executive order? Trump passed those out like Halloween candy. Yes, sir. Isn't that something that could happen? Well, I, I, I... Now, this is a really interesting dialogue they do where, um, you know, he just said that about Donald Trump, and um, my response would be... Uh, you know, you can't violate people's right to defend themselves with an executive order. No one would listen to you anyway. They would just rise up against you and uh, tell you what's up. Um, they wouldn't. They wouldn't allow it. They wouldn't allow it to happen. Um, but Joe Biden is actually going to say just that. Well, not that part, but just that he can't do that because it's. A constitutional issue? I think that's what he's about to say. I have issued executive orders within the power of the presidency to be able to deal with these, everything having to do with guns, gun ownership, whether or not you have to have a waiting, all, all the things that are within my power. But what I don't want to do, and I'm not being facetious, I don't want to emulate Trump's abuse of the Constitution and the constitutional authority. And, and so... So, I, I, so I, I, obviously I, I, accusing Donald Trump of abusing the Constitution is hilarious but we will move on yeah, because often get asked look the republicans don't play it square why do you play it square yeah well well guess what if we do the same thing they do our democracy would literally be in jeopardy well I mean, yeah not a joke and i i understand that argument but also it's like you're playing monopoly with somebody who you know won't pass go and won't follow any of the rules and how do you ever make any progress if they're not following the rules well, you've got so basically his argument is that everyone on the other side is a liar and a cheater and it is that this is called projecting from these people these 
I whatever. Jail. Uh, anyway, yeah. I, honestly, I'm pretty done with this. Uh, I want to move on to. Um, oh yeah, he's gonna go to the audience here. Directly to jail. To talk more. We are back with President Biden. Directly to jail. Go directly to jail. The president is with us. Joseph Biden will be right back to talk more. All right. So when they come back, I just want to point this out because I think I. I'm going to see if I'm right, but I think he had another senile moment. Back with President Biden, um, and the First Lady is with us, too, here in Hollywood. Will you be And my going? granddaughter. And your granddaughter. And my granddaughter, okay, so he says, and my granddaughter, now it's going to pan to the audience here, for a second. The family is here. There she is. And her fiancé. And her fiancé. And fiancé. Yes, yeah, my could... daughter's birthday. Oh. And it's his daughter's birthday. Uh... Oh, how about that? Happy birthday. So then he turns to the audience and says, happy birthday. So who's losing their mind there? Is it, is it Jimmy Kimmel or is it Biden? Because his daughter was never mentioned. Happy birthday, baby. <laughs> Where's he looking? Where's he looking around? Like he looked in a totally different direction than they were sitting. Didn't he? Birthday, baby. <laughs> Does somebody have to like remind you of all that stuff no, with all this no. crazy? This is hilarious because Jimmy Jimmy Kimmel's making it like, oh, you're just so busy, so people need to remind you of these things. And it's like Joe Biden's literally pooping his pants, and he's completely senile. Uh, and so that's not why anyone would need to remind remind him of the birthday. But anyway, let's go on. Is he just going on? No, no, no. My dad used to have an expression. Family is the beginning, the middle, and the end. We, um... And if you really want to know what uh, Joe Biden thinks of his family, um, you can go look at the path of destruction uh, through his children's lives. And <clears throat> you can go read what is fairly confirmed... Uh, Joe Biden's daughter's diary that Project Veritas had, uh, where it talks about awkward, um, mm, how do I put this? Uh, there could be kids listening. Um, so like the point is, is that Joe Biden, uh, made his daughter extremely uncomfortable when they were younger and she's not sure if it was abuse or not, but it sure sounds like it if you go look at that journal so anyway uh moving on i'm just going to talk for a bit about one more thing guys so guys real quick i was at fof uh this week and um basically uh a story from first kings came up and it is after solomon dies and i thought that this was just really good advice and something that I've been challenged on and that I need to pursue more. And I think that everyone needs to pursue more. And I've seen it playing out when people don't do this. So that's interesting. Um, so after Solomon died, uh, the kingdom was given to his son, Rehoboam. The people came to Rehoboam and asked him to lighten their burden. And he got counsel from Solomon's peers, so men older and wiser than him, and they gave him one set of advice, and then he went and talked to his contemporaries, 
And they gave him the exact opposite advice. And uh, yeah, let's just read that and see what we can learn from that really quick. Because I'm, I'm about done here. But anyway, I'll start in... It's 1 Kings 12 and... Um, verse 6. So this is starting with him listening to the counsel of the elders. Then King Rehoboam took counsel with the elders who had stood before his father Solomon while he was still alive, saying, How do you counsel me to respond to this people? And they spoke to him, saying, If you will be a servant to this people today and will serve them and grant them their petition and speak good words to them, then they will be your servants forever. But he forsook the counsel of the elders, which they had counseled him, and took counsel with the young men who grew up with him and stood before him. Now, these leaders are actually telling him that he needs to be a servant leader. Um, he needs an, uh, an, He needs to act like how the Messiah is going to act, Right? A servant king. And if he would have been able to act like a servant king, the people would have treated him like the one true king, Jesus Christ. Now, um, not to make every little jot and tittle about Christ, the point here is, is that Rehoboam was given the advice to act like a servant king, to serve the people, lighten their burden, and that he would be served faithfully for his whole life. But he went and sought counsel elsewhere. And it says this, But he forsook the counsel of the elders which they had counseled him, and took counsel with the young men who grew up with him and stood before him. So he said to them, What counsel do you give that we may respond to this people who have spoken to me, saying, Lighten the yoke which your father put on us, then the young men who grew up with him spoke to him, saying, Thus you shall say to this people who spoke to you, saying, Your father made your yoke heavy. Now you make it lighter for us. Thus you shall speak to them, My little fingers thicken than my, thicker than my father's loins. So now my father loaded you with a heavy yoke, but I will add to your yoke. My father disciplined you with whips, but I will discipline you with scorpions. So... Jerob, oh no, whoops. So Rehoboam takes that advice and goes and tells the people this. Uh, and they revolt and it causes the kingdom to split. And then you have Israel all going in one direction and just Judah is left where the temple is. Um, so one... There is a lesson to be learned about not seeking advice from your contemporaries. People who think exactly like you are going to give you the advice that you want. But that is not always the advice you need. And I'm not saying that your people the same age as you can't be right. Um, but the point is, is that we should want to seek counsel from those that are older, godlier, wiser than us and look what they did they pointed him to um an outcome that would have him reflective of the messiah that would one day come they 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 directed him to be a servant leader again as i said earlier 
right? They wanted him to be a king that served his people first. And then in return, they would serve him faithfully for the rest of his life. Uh, I think there's something really important there. Obviously, I don't have time to flush it all out, and I, I didn't do the research to flush it all out. But I think that we should read this text, First Kings 12, and look at what it says and learn from it. Learn that your peers don't always have good advice. Sometimes they're dumb, like you are, like I am. And that's why we go to our pastors, our elders, our leaders, uh, people that have been in the faith longer than us. That person could be younger than you, but could be extremely wise. Um, there's a man who I know, uh, you know, he's the pastor of a church now. Uh, he's younger than me. Um, but if he were speaking to me directly, I would listen because he is wise beyond his years. And, you know, there might be a pang there of something because he's old, younger than me, but that is foolishness. So it doesn't always have to just be an age thing, but this is a wisdom issue. So I hope that you would take that, read 1 Kings 12, and learn from Rehoboam's mistake. And see, and see if what I'm saying that the elders were directing him to is correct. Um, all that to say, guys, uh, I will see you next week. Um, I hope this episode was all right. You know, it, you know it maybe it wasn't a real fired up me yelling at a video for an hour, but... Uh, you know, we covered some really interesting topics. And so I, aw, thanks, bud. Um, we, the free says you are wiser than me. My young friend, <laughs> I have valued your insight to the word. Thanks, buddy. Thank you for saying that. I really appreciate it with that guys. I'm ending the live stream. I'll see you uh, next week.